Welcome to the Straight from the Crest podcast. Welcome back to the Straight from the Crest podcast. I'm your host, Michael David Kresovich. It's been a couple weeks since Garrett and I really rolled out some Penn State football material, but we're going to dive back into it and uh, basically recap what uh, what has happened in the last couple of weeks since the Michigan State game. Coaching change, quarterback change, new coach in. Garrett, how you doing today, man? Great to see you. Good, Mikey. How are you doing? Good. Good. We're going to touch on on three main things. Obviously, the hire of Manny Diaz, the former Miami coach, at, which is now Penn State's defensive coordinator, which perfectly matches Brett Pry. Uh, we're going to talk about Sean Clifford's decision to come back, who we think is the quarterback game one and for the longevity of next year's season. And uh, Taquan Robertson obviously hits the portal. And we, we'll touch on a few Penn State thing, more Penn State things as the show goes on. But just thank you guys for listening. Uh, we will have bull content. We're going to have a special bull preview show specifically for the Nittany Lions and the Outback Bull, which we'll touch on at the end of this episode. And in general, we'll just have a bull preview where we'll give out some picks, uh, talk talk football, and then yeah. the college football playoff, of course. But first, let's talk about uh, the Manny Diaz hire. Of yeah. course, Brett Pry, who's been here, and they've kind of played like a, a cat-mouse game with him. They kept him. And we knew he would be gone. Uh, it was kind of like the Joe Moorhead. We knew there'd be a time. He's too good to be a coordinator. He's going to have his own gig. Right. Uh, but when you first heard the Manny Diaz news, Garrett, that he would be coming to Happy Valley, what immediate thoughts? Yeah, I like the hire. Um, I think that he is a good coordinator. Uh, I, I don't know how fair of a shot he got at, at Miami. Um, you know, coming down to the end of his tenure there, it was kind of a messed up situation where the boosters at Miami were going after Mario Cristobal, who is now their head coach. But if they couldn't get him, they were going to keep Manny Diaz. So it was just a, a very weird, uh, a very odd situation there. But uh, yeah, Manny's be at, uh, been at Mississippi State. That's kind of where he first made his name. Uh, University of Texas, uh, Louisiana Tech. Then he had another stint in Mississippi State. Then he's been at Miami since then um, with, a, with a couple of interesting little stops in between he was the head coach at temple for a couple days uh before, <laughs> yeah, that's right. that's yeah right. um before uh, mark rick resigned at miami and he was able to take over the head coaching job there where he's originally from um so yeah i, I think that it's a, a good hire uh, he's an aggressive coordinator likes to blitz um he's a creative coordinator uh you know, overall, he, he's been have a very solid resume. Um, he was let go from the University of Texas uh, after Taysom Hill and BYU were able to run for 550 yards against UT in the bowl game. Um, but we know the last 10 years that n- no coach has been able to do very well uh, at the University of Texas. Exactly. So he, he was very good at Mississippi State. He was really good at Miami. He, he brought in the turnover chain. So it looks like the turnover chain might be coming up so, to Happy Valley. So let's let's start with the turnover chain. Because I, I think I saw like Onward State did like what would Happy Valley's turnover chain be. Yeah. But pretend in a theoretical world where Joey Porter Jr. doesn't get called for a hold and he gets a yeah. turn, he gets an interception. What 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 is... um. I guess it would be AJ who would technically put him on, but he's gone. But whoever works with the <laughs> linebackers now, who, uh, what, what right. chain would that be? Well, we had the Lawn Boys chain, but yeah. uh, clearly that's dead that, yeah, now. That's, that's about that's, that's as dead as it gets. Um, you got to bury the film on that. That's yeah, terrible. interesting. It's a good question. Um, I was thinking on the drive up here. I think like a tub of creamery ice cream. Maybe. Okay. That would be <laughs> All right. Yeah. Yeah. Do that. Um, yeah, I think that's the best thing that I can I can think of. We don't have a lot of creative things that we we're can put flashy. on a chain. Yeah, we're not we're flashy. Not you. you know, hey, uh, 
basic blues, black shoes, no names, all game. Maybe like I a think Grange is, Fair, something. Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. I like that. Yeah. Well, there, there. People have been getting creative. They've had the turnover chainsaw, the you know, the yeah. turnover lawnmower, the turnover whatever, or, or the lion statue. Yeah, that yeah. I was. Good. That's what I was thinking. Okay. Just like you, just bring in the lion statue yeah. and wheel it out onto, or maybe like a real lion. Okay. Every time we get a turnover, you just release a lion into the crowd and you see what happens. How about you release it to the opposing sideline? Okay, like I think that's better. Advantage. But yeah, better. yeah, we know we're getting an aggressive style coach in Manny Diaz. Like you said, he likes to blitz. And I was reading something that he teaches a rugby style tackle, Garrett. He, okay. he teaches them to lead with the shoulder first, which, okay. which means it's a more complete instead of kind of breaking down and pulling the, the guy into you as opposed to like the traditional way. But uh, he... He his whole mentality is tackle for loss and aggressiveness, which I think plays yeah. perfect, and uh, kind of that's who Brett Pry was. I mean, um, Penn State was always up there in uh, creating chaos. I mean, yeah. that's what Sean Spence when he was here. That that was his whole thing. He has a brand based on right chaos. chaos. Yep. Uh, so I think that's a great a great trend. Uh, I'm sorry, um, replacement there in general. Yeah, I agree. And, I agree. Yeah, and uh, higher. Yeah, let's go to the other side of the ball. Uh, mm-hmm. Kind of surprising news, not really. Um, Sean Clifford's going to come back for his 32nd year at Penn State <laughs> now. Uh, his sixth year here, and uh, he turns 24 here pretty soon. Um, originally, we thought at the beginning of the season that if he had kind of a B, C plus, or B, B plus year, he might have a shot of going undrafted, getting signed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that wasn't the case. I think he right. read the writing on the wall, which – there, it's a crappy quarterback class to begin with this year going to right. the NFL. There's no like yeah. solidified studs, mm-hmm. but um, he makes the decision to come back. I think he thought like, listen, I can run this back. Maybe a healthier version of that. Another um, year with your stitch. Exactly. It's his first time ever having consecutive coordinators. Um, right. That that I mean, the longevity there, consistency is huge. Mm-hmm. Um, your immediate thoughts to Sean Clifford's uh, uh, the return? Yeah. Uh, it's interesting for sure. Um, I, I guess it's, it's good that uh, the incoming recruit drew Aller will have a, uh, you know, have a guy to see, yeah. you know, for the first half of the season. And then, you know, we, we got to be honest with ourselves about who would be the better, the better guy, the second half of the season. You know, I, I really think that, uh, you know, cliff has reached his potential at Penn state and which is a pretty, a solid uh, college quarterback, but, the issue I have with him is just he he cannot stay healthy. No, cannot stay healthy. I mean, it's year three of the of the same exact thing. Can't stay healthy, um, and that's a part of the game. And you know, with his style, he is only really effective when he's able to be mobile and and shift the pocket and, and use his feet. Um, so you know, we'll see. Uh, experience is is very important. You don't have a lot of it in in today's college football anymore with guys just transferring all over the place and pretty much anyone being able to be a free agent when they want to be um, or leaving for the NFL early. So this is a very unique situation. Um, And and we'll see. I mean, this year he had a good season. I think 20 touchdowns, six interceptions, nothing to, you know, to scoff at. Right. Uh, But I just, again, question if this is a guy to take Penn State to the to the level that everybody wants Penn State to be at. And and to your point, that's really what we discussed as the season went on. Like, is he the guy to take the next step? And the, the answer was no. But, I mean, you have to be a, a star to do that. And we talked about who's 
I mean, you look at the last four teams in the playoff, with the exception of Cade McNamara, like they're all they're they're really good quarterbacks. Right. Yeah. Desmond Ritter, Bryce Young. Yeah. Um. I mean, guys that have just been you know solid at the quarterback position. Exactly. Um. And you know, Bryce Young, obviously the the Heisman Trophy winner this year. Yeah. Which, um. We watched that the other day, which we knew they weren't getting it, giving it to Aiden Hutchinson. No. Well, um, I mean, it was a joke that Hutchinson was even there. Well, he They're beat there. out uh, – he was second, and then Pickett was third, and Stroud was fourth, actually. Yeah, I, I don't really get I, that. I don't understand why Will Anderson from Alabama well, wasn't Kenneth there. Walker. Or Kenneth Walker. Yeah. Um, when it comes to defensive guys, Will Anderson, the linebacker yeah. for Alabama, was – like I mean, there's the numbers aren't even comparable. His numbers were way better than Agent Aiden Hutchinson's, but yeah, um, yeah, it is. We're not making the decisions out there, so yeah, it's it's gonna be tough. I mean, I I equate this to what the Chicago Bears did in this past offseason. If you remember, prior to the draft, they brought in Andy Dalton, veteran, and mm-hmm. then they end up drafting Justin Fields. Yeah, and Matt Nagy still was like, uh, Dalton's our guy. But as the season went on, you had no no decision but to put yeah, in Justin yeah, Fields. So I think. I think Sean Clifford ultimately starts game one of the season, but mm-hmm. I think if it's not there, I, and he knows he has the pressure behind him, it's going to make him better. It's going to make Drew Lahr better Yeah, uh, just to have that. Because I'm not saying you need to send Drew Lahr out week one. Right. Uh, I think yeah, Sean Clifford st- deserves to be the starter week one. He's yeah. proven that. But he has guys on his heels capable of overtaking him, Christian Vehu too. Yep. Uh, but a guy who won't be in the quarterback room is um, Taquan Robertson, who was kind of tossed into unfair advantage on the road at Iowa. Yeah. Didn't really get to see him. Uh, prosper into what he kind of struggled um forgetting the game that he came in um, yeah played basically the whole fourth quarter i remember because we both had penn state and we needed the cover and they put when they were only up like 16 they put in uh their backups and yeah we were freaking out about it and of course taekwon couldn't f- close it out yeah and get the touchdown but do you see him succeeding anywhere uh, obviously not maybe uh, a power or maybe a power five but maybe somewhere else yeah, I could see him maybe ending up at a group of five, you know, maybe a Mac school or a Sunbelt school. Um, uh, yeah, well, I mean, that, that remains to be seen. Um, yeah, and he's a good I, athlete. Yeah, he's a good athlete. Uh, obviously, was a four-star coming in. Um, with that said, that was in that class that, you know, we were just talking about not a lot of prospects coming out this year. Well, that was that class that came in in, in 2018, I believe, uh, where Robertson was uh, one of the top, 20 quarterbacks in that class um but obviously they haven't done a whole lot uh you know around the country um with the the quarterbacks that came in that year but uh we'll see i i I don't have a great feel on him obviously this year he he did not show a lot and then after the iowa game we really didn't see him um and then uh we we over the course of the three years he's been here we haven't seen very much out of him so you know maybe if he's able to get into the right situation the right fit where he's the guy uh you'll be able to see him prosper uh, the right system, but, um, you know, and, and that could happen to anybody. Will Levis went to a good system at Kentucky. Yeah. was able to play good football, um, you know, a run dominant offense, but he's a, he's a strong guy, a runner. So um, maybe if he can, if Robertson can get a fit like that, that'd be good for him. No, I, I think, I think it's about the environment where he lands. Like he's not going to elevate a team, but I mean, if he gets the right, the right offensive mind there, I think he, he can make it his, his main, his name known. That's mm-hmm. for sure. Uh, even like Tommy Stevens, if you remember correctly, like, um, I mean, he he was obviously above where uh, Taquan, but he went to Mississippi State and was able to find some success there. Right, he struggled, but uh, with that being said, let's quick note here because I just found something. Uh, so the AP rolled out their first, second, third team All Americans. Three Nittany Lions landed on them. Okay. Uh, so do you know do you know where Jahan landed? Uh, I think he was third team. Yeah, third team. Yeah. 
and then uh, Brisker second, which that shocked me. Yeah, and then Stout third team, but mm-hmm. um, yeah, I mean that's just a product of you know yeah it's, not being on a team that did anything. Yeah, you know it's hard to get a first team All American at a skill position like wide receiver when your team goes seven and five. Um, that kind of stinks, but I think we're gonna see another example of an I mean good Penn state player go to the NFL and become great. Yeah. Um, and you know, for the most part, Penn state does a good job of identifying talent yeah. and the coaches do a good job of identifying talent and bringing them in, uh, has not been able to maximize that talent in the team realm of things. Um, if that makes sense. Yeah. So, you know, everybody, everybody, when they watch Jahan Dotson in the NFL, can be like, Oh my God, where did he come from? Yeah. And it was like, well, we've been same telling thing with, you. Yeah. The same thing with like Allen Robinson, same thing. Yeah. With, Godwin, yeah, Godwin. Godwin's like the prime example, right? It was like just guys that kind of flew under the radar because they were on sort of halfway mediocre teams. Um, But you know, I think he's going to be a great NFL. Do you know where I think he's going to end up? In the NFL, yeah, yeah. Do you know know which team? I agree. Uh, Probably say it, New England. Oh, New England. I would love that. I think he's going to New England. Okay, that that would be he's a very Bill Belichick esque type guy. Yeah, and he, I mean, he's a quiet guy who works his ass off, and he's. Very talented. He's not oversized. If you look at the New England wideouts, they're all the same build with mm-hmm. the exce- with the exception of Nelson Aguilar. But like him, he and is Mac a very Jones, New England yeah, type him and, guy. Him and Mac Jones would be yeah. perfect with with Hunter Henry and Nikhil Harry and who they have there. Yeah, no, so, I, I agree. Mean, I hope for his sake he ends up with a good quarterback in a good scenario. But yeah. I mean, he could get the Saquon and go to a team like Saquon. Like if he would have gone to, and we were talking about this the other day, if Saquon would have gone to a team that has two or one or two good running backs and like like uh, Tampa, where they have a, a running back by committee, he'd be so much healthier and better than oh, he yeah. is. Yeah, but a little like, bit of a shell of himself yeah, right he, now. If John goes to Detroit, like it's it's, it's it, that's gonna be devastating. I thought you were gonna say Dallas. We no, we haven't we haven't gotten a Dallas mention. No, I I'm biting my tongue now. They're you're doing a good they're, job. They're doing enough there. Yeah, uh, the first the first step is admitting you have a problem. Yes, so. exactly. <laughs> I wouldn't mind Jordan Stout going to Dallas though. There you go. Yeah, yeah. he's no matter where he's going to be really good. Yeah, he I is. Think he's going to be really. He solid. actually he, when um he actually told me that uh, Stout told me that he wouldn't mind going to Dallas. He said, "Oh, there we go." He said Jerry's World's where he, yeah, said he yeah. wouldn't mind it. Yeah, you so. can go up and try to hit the hit the big screen. No, they they elevated. Oh, it. did it's they good now? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, good. it's good. good. Um, but yeah, let's uh. So they they're letting Penn State play in a bowl game. That's pretty nice. Yeah, that's good. They I'm, said I'm, see the, I'm good to see. You want to come to Florida, and it will be at uh at um uh Brian, not Bryant Denny. Uh, what's the Raymond James? Raymond James. Yes. RJ. RJ. Yeah. Yes. Named after him. Um, yeah. So they're gonna go to the Outback Bowl, mm-hmm. and they're gonna play Bloomin against onions. Yeah. So, um. Yeah, they're gonna play against <laughs> Arkansas. Arkansas, the Razorback. Why can I think of that? I was waiting for you to. I thought you were and about to make another Outback and, reference. And no, no. Uh, but I think we are gonna. We have to watch that in Outback. Fish said so. Oh, okay. I that's a good idea. I don't even. Know. Where's the closest Outback? Is there one in State College? There is one in State okay. College. Yeah, uh, off of the Toft Tree. That's segment. right. Yeah, next so, to um, Olive Garden, and Texas, Texas Roadhouse. Roadhouse. Yeah. So, so maybe for the Alamo Bowl, we'll go there. Yeah, for the Alamo Bowl, we're going to be at different <laughs> themed restaurants yes. in State College for the bowl games. For the so. Chick-fil-A Bowl? Oh, you know we'll you be. We'll be. <laughs> yeah. But, but uh, we're, we won't dive too deep into it. I saw them play against Ole Miss, and I saw them play another game. They, um, they beat Texas A&M. They did. So, yeah, they, they, got, they didn't get the ball outside of their own red zone against Georgia. Do you? Rough. I've seen them. I watched our, I've seen Arkansas play about five times. So, just quick. 
uh, yeah. spark note version. What who's Penn State going to play? Like uh, what, what kind of teams Arkansas? Yeah, they their quarterback is a you know kind of a bruiser. He's uh, um, strong guy, athletic, can run. Um, big. Yeah, big. Yeah, not big. super. Probably 6'3", 225, yeah. 230. Um, they play good defense. They they like to run the ball. Um, they they like to control the ball, uh, and they're they're just top to bottom solid. I, I would say um, they they beat the University of Texas earlier this year pretty bad. Um, they contended with Alabama. It was forty two thirty five. They're a good football team, uh, and th- basically they what ju- what happened is what they just their schedule is just too difficult to to manage. They I believe SEC. they started yeah they I believe they started five and zero. Oh. Um, they had already played Texas. They had already played Texas A and M. They beat them in Jerry World, and then they had to go to Georgia the next week, and that, that was just. Um, too much to ask for. Speaking there. of Jerry World, is he still does he still play for Arkansas or is he? Uh, no, actually, up? he just like like Cliff. He was going to have another year, okay, because um, of COVID. Uh, but the, he actually got out, and now he's he's actually the owner. Jerry Jones is now the owner of the Dallas Cowboys. That's pretty neat. That's, yeah. that's got to be a good gig. He's yeah. probably spent millions and won tons of titles. Not three in the nineties. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> I loved where he said you probably heard this that. Guys, that Dak was not playing well because guys weren't running good enough routes. He said that. Yeah, he said that last weekend, and it's just like he uh, he also had a great quote this morning because uh, on Tuesdays, as the time we're recording, he does his show. Yeah, for ninety five point three, and listen to this quote that he said. Sorry, this is really bad Rio's radio right voice. now. Um, yeah, this is bad radio. Bad PR, Jamie. We're gonna have to cut this later. <laughs> uh, so this is him. On ask if Dak Prescott was in a slump. I don't want to say it's a slump, but that's probably fair. <laughs> so yeah, sorry we, we wandered off there a little bit, but yeah, they do play Arkansas. Um, the Outback Bulls fitting. I mean, that's what you get for the the season Penn State had. It's a bull game. It's it's still gonna be sweet to watch. I I enjoy watching bull games. I I'm always tempted to take the over in every single one because I'm like, oh, there's no defense in this. Like, yeah. It's, it's, it's gonna be like it's a, the games are early in the day, so the sun's out, and I'm like, okay, yeah. take sun's the out, over because there's no defense. But yeah, that's usually usually not how it goes. Yeah, well, Penn State without their defensive coordinator, maybe you're right on this. Maybe maybe it is. Maybe you do take the over in this one. So who's who's gonna be the the guy then? Uh, it'll probably be maybe Poindexter okay, with the safety coach good. might call the plays because um, uh, Poindexter's staying too. That was big. Yeah, to yeah, keep yeah. Him. yeah, that was big. For sure. So, yeah, it'll be it'll be an interesting matchup. It'll be a it's good that Penn State's getting a, a good game and they're not going to play freaking Ball State or something. Yeah, again, we already played we Ball already State, played but Ball State. good thing we're not playing them again. All yeah. right. Well, uh, glad we could fill you guys in on on what's happening in the Penn State world. And um, just a quick note before we before we depart here, we did we did do a college football preview, uh, for, or I'm sorry, conference preview. Yeah. And uh, I want to just want to apologize because I did cut out Garrett's uh, predictions. Uh, he said Bama, as did I, but I'm not going to say – I'm not going to pat myself on the back. Garrett said Bama. They won. Um, so, congrats. You're, you're one it was for, always Bama money line. It was always. It was, you're one for 32 now in the season. Okay. Um, wow. Yeah. That, I mean, that was that was about as – I've been, been telling everybody all year – Georgia's not that they're good. Not. They're pretty good. They have a great defense. Yeah. Their offense is not good. It, their offense is very average. They are the Wisconsin of 
the, of yeah. the SEC. If you don't play anybody all year and then you go against and play the Heisman winner, yep. you, things are going to be difficult. No, they will. You. So, I, you know, and it, it's a little bit, you know, it's not totally their fault. They did schedule Clemson, yeah. who ended up not being very good either. But they didn't know that. They thought Clemson, that was supposed to be the game of the year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, yeah. I mean, Clemson was preseason three. Yeah, yeah but they didn't know that. Um, but, you know, they play in a the, the SEC West is so much harder than the SEC East. Yeah. It's not even. I mean, I think it's LSU same, took seventh in the SEC yeah. West, it's which same, is insane. With the Big Ten, the, yeah, like it's it's a joke the alignment of them. But like I said, thank you guys all. We'll have the uh, the Penn State preview, the Bull preview, and of course the College Football Playoff. A lot of content will be rolling out here in a couple weeks. Uh, thanks for listening, as always, Garrett. Thanks for joining me. Yeah, thanks for having me, Mike. Yeah. I'm really grateful for the opportunity of being on your show. Take care, guys.